0: Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Key. Welcome to the next episode of I Am Who I Am, Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. Hey everybody, so today I'm not going to cap or lie. I really don't know what to talk about. Um, This is... Not really, like anything in particular has been going on to the point where I feel to like, like I want to talk about it. Um, it's just weird. I guess as people, you know, we kind of had these moments where, like, we don't really know what to do. So that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, I've talked to. Um, My dad and my boyfriend, you know, just trying to figure out, like, what I should talk about in this episode. And I, they both told me to talk about gardening and my journey of, you know, learning how to plant and compost and these things and those things. And I mean... It is something that I definitely like and I enjoy doing, but I don't know. Like, it's just for some reason, like, I just like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know exactly what it is, you know, that has been going on or transpiring. But for some reason, it's like I'm in a place where. I can't exactly, like, put my finger on stuff. And it's, like, the weirdest thing ever. But the one thing, you know, like I'll say, is that I just, I take myself on being honest about my feelings and where I'm at. So, I didn't want to come on here and front, like, I have something to talk about. Like, I don't. And I'm just being honest, you know, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I don't have anything at the moment that's currently inspiring me. Gardening is fun, and one thing that I will say about it is, I've always wanted to get into... Like herbalism and learning about nature and the different remedies and stuff that you can use that are natural and not chemical or synthetic or anything like that. Nala! See, this is what it's like to have a little dog. And she thinks she's so big you know, small dogs have big dog complexes. So, when she sees something or she hears something or whatever, she just feels like she got to bark. And she did it while I'm recording. Usually, she's typically pretty quiet. I may hear her, like, you know, shaking or something in the background. The shaking doesn't really bother me this much. But, you know, this little dog here, if she sees a squirrel, another dog, a person... Or something. Even if she's inside the house. It's like she has to bark. Just bark, Like, I don't get it. But I guess that's dogs for you. Nala. Come here. She's not coming. Because she knows she's not supposed to be barking at the moment. But it's i love my dog (laughs) i love my dog um she's just a little little baby (laughs) that's what i'm gonna call her she's super sweet she's super cuddly um she just turned three in april that dog has been my world since I've gotten her. So, maybe let's talk about Nala. So, I'm going to tell you how I got Nala. I got Nala when I was in a real space of just depression and anxiety. Um, I didn't exactly like know what to do at the moment. Um, I was in Arizona, and I had taken a... Leave of absence from work because of how bad my anxiety and depression was at the time. So I really wasn't doing anything. I just was like, I need to get my mental health back in order. Um, So while I was on leave, there was just a bunch of time that I had on my hands. And one thing that I found while I was doing that was those, um, Facebook videos of people like fostering dogs and getting them back to health and getting them readopted, you know? So I started looking at those and I was like, man, I really want a dog, you know? So I started looking on, like, Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, and I started looking at the shelters and everything. And at this time, I'm not going to lie, like, I ain't had no money to get a dog or no business to be getting a dog, but I'm just like, I want a dog. Like, I need a dog. Um, and I've never been able to, like, really have a dog. I feel like growing up, like, my father never let me have a dog. And then at my mom's house, we would get a dog, and then after a while, we would give it to somebody. So, it just, I never really had the ability or the option to be like, yeah, I'm, you know, like, I have this lifelong companion or friend. So, that was one thing that definitely drove me to want to get a dog. And just the fact that, like, having something to really take care of. And I've always loved dogs and other animals. I just never had the option to actually have one. So, what, back to the story, Um, me looking at these videos and I started looking, you know, at the shelters and I started looking at the rescues and excuse me, I wasn't exactly finding a dog that I actually wanted or they were charging like ridiculous amounts of money. Like I get that people breed dogs, but $500 for a puck. You know, like, it it was crazy. And I didn't want a big dog, you know. Um, and even at some of the rescues, like, their rehoming fees were even, like, 350 450 And I was like, that's ridiculous. You know, it's a rescue. But, so, I was looking and looking. And I still wasn't exactly finding a dog that I actually wanted. Um, and then, I actually called my dad. You know, who's in Ohio. And he happened to be over my aunt's house. And I was like, hey, can you help me get a dog? And he was like, what? He was like, no. And, you know, he puts me on speaker and I'm like talking to everybody. I'm like, I really want a dog. You know, like, I want a dog. And y'all need to convince him to send me some money to get a dog. And they were like... And at this point, you know, it was all out of love. But everybody was like, Kira, you can't afford a dog. You can't get a dog. I was like, okay, whatever. So I was discouraged. And I was like, okay, I can't get a dog. And I was upset about it. So I was at my mom's house one day or with my little sister. And she told me that her friend's sister was trying to get rid of a dog. And I was like, "What this dog look like? So we called her friend. When we called her friend, she named it or described the way that, like, the breed of her. She was like, she's a Chweeney Pug. And I was like, what in this? Like, I was like, what is that? And then I was like, it just, and, and also, like, the way that sounds it's like you would think that it's like a little ugly ass dog right i was like what does dog look like you know like what does it look like like you know so they didn't have the dog with them in person but they had a picture that they could show me and as soon as i seen her i was like yep i'm coming to get the dog i was like she's so cute And I also never really thought about having, whether or not it really, like, I cared if it was a female or a male dog. But, I mean, I guess it really just didn't matter for me. Like, regardless, like, it's a dog. I want a dog. And I'm going to take care of it. And one thing that I'm definitely not going to do is get rid of it. So, whatever dog I get is mine, you know. So, later on that night, me and my little sister, we drive out to her sister's house and we pick up Nala. They told me, you know, she didn't have any shots and that her name was Snooky. And I was like, Snooky, Like what kind of name is that for a dog? So I was instantly, I'm like, what am I gonna name this dog? And she was just so cute. Like the moment we got her, she is like all over us she's wagging her tail, shaking, you know, and I'm just, like, just the most adorable dog ever. And I couldn't figure out what I wanted to name her. When she, like, her her fur is, like, a brown, tan, beige, and she has, like, a little bit of black in her. But when she was a puppy, like, that black really wasn't showing just except for, like, her snout. So, I was like, what am I going to name you? Like, what am I going to name? And, you know, my little sister was like, when she gets a dog, she wants to name her honey, but I can, you know, she wants to name her dog honey, but I can go ahead and take the name. I was like, well, no, I'm not going to take that name because that's what you want to name your dog. And this is my dog, and this is very spur of the moment. It's, you know, it's a bit impulsive, but... You know i really want a dog and this is it so i was just like she's just so like golden like you know the fur and then her eyes aren't brown they're like they like they match her fur like she has like these hazel eyes so she just made me think of like a little lion and the only thing i could think of at that point was the lion king And then I was like, she's a girl. And I was like, Nala. And so that's how I came up with her name. (laughs) You know, that's what she's named after. And ever since I've had this dog, my life has been just so much better because even like the times where I was really depressed, there will be times where I literally was just having an emotional breakdown and this little dog that I had would just come and get on my lap. And one time she literally just wiped my tears from me. And I was like, this is amazing because to have something that can't use words but they use action to show you complete and unconditional love was just great and i needed that and it made me feel so much better nala has traveled with me from you know my apartment that i had to the apartment that i had with my ex in that violent situation to our new apartment to dallas to columbus to cleveland ohio i have stayed and completely just been committed on keeping my dog like this dog is sure enough my best friend and there is nothing that i wouldn't do for her Or the lengths that I would go to keep her in my life. She is sweet. She is funny. You know, my dad never wanted a dog, but he absolutely loves her. I've taken so many pictures and videos of them. And him being so hard and all that. You know, that's always how men are. They always want to act like they don't want a dog or whatever in the house. But the moment they get a dog, it's like they, you know, they care more about the dog than they care about you. And it's the craziest thing. But I really feel like at that time that was another way for God to tell me like I got you because I really was discouraged in when you know, like I couldn't find a dog and then here lo and behold, I'm I'm just like handed one. And I couldn't really imagine my life without Nala at this point, you know. This is my little baby. She is great. She's great. But yeah, that's my story on how I got my little dog. Um, I don't really know what else to talk about now. (laughs) Um, I guess this week is really just going to be, you know, I don't know. But, hey, I guess it is what it is at this point. Um, I've really just been going through the motions on how to find my own happiness again, I would say. I don't really know what to do. Like, you know, I've been working, you know, just doing nails and doing my other job. And, you know, like I'm trying to create better habits, eat better, look more at my health, and be more positive. Definitely understand my feelings and myself a little bit better. I definitely feel like I'm in search of something or something is about to happen, but I can't put my finger on it. Um. I mean, I definitely feel better. I feel more enlightened. I definitely have also been feeling like I need to go like spend like real time in nature, like just to not be surrounded by any people just for me to sit, you know, and smell the grass, look at the trees, look at the flowers, look at the wildlife that's going on, um... And you know, like I have the ability to do that, but I feel like it's not really the same when, you know, you have still have like the city commotion, and cars riding by, and you know all of that. But I don't know. I think you know my. They wanted. me I feel like they wanted me to talk about gardening because, like, the one thing that I did, um, over this last week is I I started my log journey so my hair is typically well my hair is really curly it's really curly and really wavy so I was doing like some research on you know locks and how they look and how to do it and I would figure you know I could do it myself and it's not like I've never done my own hair before or anything like that but You know, it's something different. Like, I know how to do coil combs. I know how to do finger coils. Like, I used to do them before I cut my hair off. And, but the difference was, is that after I would do them and my hair would dry, I would pull them apart and I would have big volume curly hair, you know, instead of me keeping it, you know, in the coils or the coil, you know, in the coils or anything like that um so that's the difference right now like i basically just did finger coils all around my head and they're just super short so at the moment i'm kind of wearing either a hat or a head scarf head wrap whatever you want to call it until they kind of get a little bit longer but as i was doing my research one of the things that i found was that people were saying use rose water to keep your hair moisturized um and then i did some more research on rose water like is this something that i can make at home and i came across a video in an article that showed you how to make it and what the benefits and how to use it so when i started researching that it said that you can use rose water for acne you can use it for headaches you can use it for better digestive health you can use it for skin redness it helps heals Um, it helps to heal scars cuts and burns that you can use it for eczema And I have eczema. I've had eczema since I was a a baby, you know? And that's one of the things that I've pretty much been struggling with since I moved back to Ohio because in between seasons, it flares. And it really doesn't matter, like, what I'm drinking or what I'm eating or anything like that. Like, I'm sure, like, that's a factor in my flare-ups. But regardless, like, Ohio and having, like, the different seasons, I get a flare-up no matter what. So I'm at. So when I seen that it helps with eczema, I was like, oh, I'm like I really need this, you know, to like. Well, at least I want to give it a try. So I did that, and instead of me going to buy some roses, right? I went and got a rose bush, and it's a very pretty rose bush. It has really like like the dark pink. Roses and it's adorable. And I repotted it, and the buds are sprouting and they're blooming. And so, what I did was, and I, you know, I found out how you make it. And I took some petals and I went in the kitchen. And basically, all you do is, for the most part, boil them. And then you let it cool and you drain it and you strain the flowers. And I made my own rose water instead of buying it. And then also, too, like, one of the things that I really want to do is to just become self-sufficient to the point where I really don't have to spend my money on anything. And so, you know, buying the rose bush is one thing. Because, like, I didn't want to start from seed, obviously. Like, I want the roses now. But I also want to learn how to grow them. So that's the route that I chose. And I just took it from there and I did it. Um, It was my first time, so I'm not upset about it, but I think like the next time or the next go around that I decide to make some, it'll be a lot better. Um, You know, so far, I feel like since I've been using a little bit, like my skin has kinda been a little bit better. Um, I can see, like, my eczema looking better, um, but I also definitely feel like I do want a natural substitute for just using, like, Lubriderm and Eucerin and Dove and whatever, whatever else, like, I just, like, I really don't like the idea of using chemicals in the you know, and stuff like that anymore on like in or on my body. So I try so right now I guess also my journey is to learn how to eat clean, eat healthier, eat better, and to also find other substitutes for my you know, my eczema and other body conditions or whatever that I may have or be experiencing. Um, you know, I think this Is also something that's like allergy season and people having asthma and whatnot. I've seen videos of people making like pineapple tea and that's supposed to help. I've been thinking about maybe potentially doing like a colon cleanse. So I'm trying to figure out what else I can do with that. And then also, um, you know, just with me having endometriosis, there's probably other things that I can do to help with that as well. excuse me so that's another thing that i'm going to really be taking a look into and diving in i definitely once upon a time was looking at a school that i wanted to go to that is a healing art school and they deal with um herbalism and holistic nutrition and holistic practitioners and you know those that's something that, like, I looked into before I left Arizona. Um, and I definitely want to get back into that, so maybe like now is the time to find something else. So that's that's a thought, but I'm conflicted because. Like, I want to go back to Arizona, but I also don't want to go back to Arizona. This year, my obligations as far as... I'm not going to say nails because, you know, you can go to any state and do nails. Like, that's not an issue. I took on this obligation to coach these girls. And the school also wants me to coach bowling for this next season. So... I am conflicted because this course at this one particular school is it's an in person course it's not something you can necessarily do online, so I've thought about that as well, and I don't want to commit to something and just leave it so for these girls like. like I want to continue to coach them like there is no I'm not going to coach them anymore I have to be able to you know come back up here and also like I plan on doing like an all-year program this year or this season so it's not them coming from start anymore it's not me you know, having to figure out, like, the different layers and different levels of who everybody is. Like, of course, there's always going to be new people who join the team, but my goal was to not give up, and my goal is to eventually win the championship at this school with this team. And this year, you know, was a first-year start for me, and it was also a first-year start for them. So I really didn't expect any wins, but what I do expect is for each year for us to progress, and I put a championship on my vision board and it's going to get done. So that's where my conflict is, because it's like I do want to go back to Arizona to go to this school to learn about, you know, different ways of healing arts. Because not only that, I did a discovery instrument in one of the other courses that it said that I should take or certify myself in is spiritual coaching and life coaching. So that's another thing. And I feel like I haven't fully developed myself at that point yet where I can be like, yeah, I can totally take on being a spiritual coach and a life coach along with learning holistic nutrition and herbalism. Like that's a lot of schooling. That's a lot of work. And then on top of that I like to be very thorough and very um militant and very um attentive when I am doing something. And I just feel like I can't do that if I'm in the middle of softball season. Um, you know, not saying like I can't take my coaching and my skill to another state but There's definitely one thing that's a complete difference from Arizona that it is in Cleveland, and that's culture. And, you know, not only that, over the years, I have truly learned and understood my blackness, and I know what it's like to be in a minority, or I know what it's like to be a minority, and also to be... In a space that some of these girls are in, and it makes me relate and be able to definitely open and carry some compassion and empathy for these girls, and I just can't. In the the connections that I've built with them, I just can't let that go that easy. I cannot let it go that easy. So I don't know exactly like. I guess, you know, as of right now, like, I can learn what I can learn at the moment, you know, by myself. You know, reading books, doing research, figuring out whatever it is I can figure out, you know, on my own. But eventually, at some point, well, no, not eventually, at some point, after I win my championship, after I win my softball championship, then, and only then, well, I go to school and learn the rest and be certified in that. Because one thing that I'm also am really strong about is that being certified and having a piece of paper that says, you know how to do this. I don't know why, but for, for whatever reason, it means the world to me that I can say I have knowledge of this. I can have knowledge of that. and then also the other side to that is is that I really want to find coaching in my spiritual life as well. and herbalism and spiritual coaching and life coaching it doesn't work without a spirituality. You have to have a spirituality. there has to be something aligned and I know that I have spiritual gifts. I just don't know how to use them. So until I can get to that place where I'm full on like okay I know how to do this or I'm confident in doing this then I'll continue to progress and move through that direction but when I feel like one of the hardest things is actually finding somebody who who actually knows and understands these talents i feel like the world is just so saturated with scams and you know people strictly believing in you know one particular religion and i feel like for me things are kind of like universal there are definitely teachings among all religions or some religions that are definitely very the same. So that's where, you know, like I have conflict too. So once it comes to that, or once I find like a deeper understanding or, you know, maybe a spiritual coach or a spiritual guide or... You know, whatever my path may come. But once I figure that out, then I feel like I'll be able to move forward with this journey. Until then, I am trying to figure it out. I am trying to figure it out. Life is crazy at times. But one thing that... I continuously say we have to continue to keep persevering and figuring things out and what works for us and what doesn't work for us and what makes us happy and what makes us tick or what we can accept and what we cannot accept. Um, And sometimes stillness comes in that. And right now, I need to learn how to be still. Excuse me. I am struggling at the moment. I don't exactly know what to do. But, I'll figure it out. I just have to stay vigilant and keep working on myself. I have started, you know, trying to plan my everyday schedule. I'm trying to stay diligent on that. Um, I'm trying to journal every day. I'm trying to stay vigilant in that. Like, even if I... But, this is also one thing like I do as far as, like, my journaling. Like, if I don't know what to write about... um. Either I will create a list of things that I'm grateful for. Um, I will write about the things that I want out of life. I will manifest or write something that I want, and I'll just keep writing that same thing over and over. Um, Not exactly sure what... Like, there is no wrong way to journal, in my opinion. Okay, Um, journaling is a form of expression. It is to either purely identify and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. It allows you to express emotion and be creative in how you're doing that. And then also, if you're like me and you feel like there's not always somebody who truthfully understands you or where you're coming from or where you may have a sense of peace or you don't exactly know how to express your emotions and you don't want to be judged on you expressing yourself journaling is the way to go because the only person whose eyes is for is you and if somebody opens your journal that is a no-no on them And it's not for their eyes. So they'll receive karma for looking at something that's personal and private to you. Period. You only show somebody in your journal what you want to show them. You don't have to show them or share with them anything. Those are your thoughts. It's a no judgment zone because it's for you and you only. That's somebody invading your privacy and that's not okay. Unless you literally show them. I have things in my journal that I've showed people. But that's what I want to show you. Not because I have to show you. That's also one of the reasons why I gave my students notebooks. Well my players notebooks because I'm trying to get them to understand that you that you can express yourself and to understand journaling is a good way for you to release re- release those emotions anxiety feelings of fear accomplishments and things of that nature that's why i do that for them okay like no other reason but that and for some of them they actually really enjoy journaling and writing and they didn't know or understand it until I did it for them and made it a requirement. Now they actually... Some of them actually really appreciate it. Um, But back to me, I just want to learn how to be more diligent about journaling um, and creating my routines. I really want to focus on that. So that's kind of also where I'm at is learning how to plan my schedule, take control of my time, be more vigilant with time in my planning, journaling, expressing and releasing, trying to understand myself better, what moves that I want to make, things that I need to do, um, how to express more love to myself, creativity, spirituality, and all of those things. I also want to be more diligent about speaking positive affirmations into myself. That's supposed to be part of my routine. I will admit I haven't been perfect on doing that either, but I'm trying. I also am trying to be more vigilant in meditating. Um, And I'm also trying to be more diligent in reading as well. So those are the things that I'm currently working on to be more diligent and more more able to put myself in these routines of doing something that'll help me activate and be more positive in my life and to figure out you know and learn new things so that's currently where I'm at um I really like I said I didn't really know what to talk about on this episode but those those are some of the things that have been going on those are some of the things that like i that i'm trying to work on um i'm just trying to figure out life day by day this is a journey this is my journey so we're not always going to know what to do or what to say and that's okay just like the fourth agreement You always do your best. You know, if you don't do your best, it's okay. Forgive yourself and move forward and continue to try to do your best again from that point. So that's what I have been trying to do every day. That's what I've been trying to do again every day. Um, Once again, the four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make exceptions. In the fourth agreement, always do your best. I love you guys. I'll see you next week, Thursday, 2 p.m. Peace and love.